Oh, hey, welcome to the 51st episode of Sawdust Nation podcast with your hosts, myself, Nick from NPG Creations, and Josh from North Country Woodworking. And that's right, we are here, we are ready to rock and roll. So let me tell you, before we get started, I want to thank our main sponsor for this episode, the the folks that made it all possible for today. That's going to be National Abrasives. Uh, they are a Merca distributor, and they are outstanding. So we have a promo code for them. Um, Josh, you remember what that promo code is offhand? I do. The promo code is going to be MSDN10. That's a 10% off discount. And to add on top of that, if you do not live in Pennsylvania, you'll get tax-free and free shipping over a certain amount. So great deal. Got to check them out. That's right. Whoever said that death and taxes were the only sure things in life? I'm just, I mean, <laughs> I live in Texas, so I don't got to worry about it. Anyway, we also want to give a shout out to Total Boat for for being a great supporter of ours. And we want to thank um, JTEC Photonics. But boo-boo. Boo-boo. now let's go ahead and get started with the shop talk. Josh, what you got going on in your shop, man? It's been a, a long week since our 50th episode. Yeah, man, that was a wild time. It seemed like uh, the last like three or four days were just crazy. Well, let's see. What do we got going on in the shop? So both gun displays are complete. One was actually picked up today. I did not get a finished picture because the plaque and the verbiage was not given to me until yesterday night. They wanted it this morning, but uh, said, no, it can't do. You got to pick it up afternoon. Um, that way it gives me time to, you know, make the plaque. Um so I actually use the Glowforge for that. I'm using that more and more for my uh, laser engraver needs, especially for like plaque and wordage and stuff like that. Um, it just frees up the shop a little bit more. So um, yeah, it turned out great. Um, I'll eventually get a picture from them once they present it. Uh, the second gun display is basically complete. I'm waiting on a plaque they purchased. And uh, I would have got it today, but the plaque shop that he purchased it from messed up and he'll get it tomorrow. So once I get that delivered, I can finish positioning the rest of the pieces to his uh, gun display, which is a um, U.S. Army um, insignia, um, a major rank, and an intelligence badge. One um, gold oak leaf around. cluster. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, so real quick question. Uh, are those real weapons that I, I saw the plaque with the uh, with the rifle on it? That you made no, they're, they're not real. I mean, they they actuate and everything like a real um, musket, but uh, they definitely are not real. Um, they're expensive, though. That's why I was very careful working around them. I mean, the sword alone on that one display is like a three hundred and fifty dollars sword. Um, so, like that entire display um, without my product was at least I would say close to seven hundred, eight hundred bucks. Wow, they're yeah. not even. They're not even like decommissioned military or are they, they're just fake, no. fake all around. Yeah. I mean, like I said, they actuate, you can bring them back and uh, pull the trigger and they will actuate. Uh, but uh, it's a replica. That's, that's mm. not real. Um, and you had to, <laughs> long story short, it was uh, quite a uh, trick to get them to uh, Jersey. Um, but yeah, that the second one should be complete as soon as I get their um, plaque that they ordered and I can attach it and basically hand it off. Um, the shovel. Now, you guys all saw the video I posted about me engraving a shovel. It went so smooth and so good, it was bound to be a mistake on it. So, Lord and behold, 
or I added an N where there wasn't supposed to be an N. So needless to say, I now own a shovel that has someone else's name on it. Wait a minute. Um, Wait, so what was the N for? Um, so in the last name, it was like, uh, I forgot, it was G-I-L-L-E-T-T, and I put E-N-T-E-T. So did they did they buy the shovel and send it to you? or, or, or- Yeah, they dropped it off. So I just, I looked it up real quick. There were some at Home Depot, and believe me, it, it would have been simple. Go to Home Depot, you purchase a shovel, you accomplish the engraving. Like 12 bucks, right? Well... I go with the family after my uh, wife's birthday lunch and I run into Home Depot. I'm like, where's the shovels? Go to the shovels. They have all the shovels, but the exact one on their page. It says 30, but none there. They had to go check in the back. They said, yeah, we have them, but they're under a bunch of stuff. and We can't get them right now. Screaming baby in the car, get home, call. We order online. I uh, bring the kids in the car because we've had an appointment Go curbside pickup. They gave me the shovel. It's so dinged up and so like damaged. I can't use it for the purpose. You know, it's supposed to be a, a gift. So I'm like, well, can't use this. So my wife comes back from her appointment. She buys two shovels. We finally get one that looks halfway decent. I grave it. He picks it up. And moral of the story is we had four shovels, one left. We're taking two back. And I now have a shovel with it graving on it. Uh, you should have just returned the one with the engraving on it. They probably would have never known. <laughs> I mean, seriously. oh, the guy's first and last name was on there. So I, I mean, mean, Home Depot. Those guys, those those uh, teenagers working the the return counter are just like whatever. Like, yeah, you know, pretty much. But um, the shovel's I, broken in two with tape, and they're like, oh yeah, it's so good. Brand new. I, I'll tell you what, Walmart would have taken it back. I bought an airsoft oh. rifle at Walmart once, and I painted it up for Halloween. Gave it a nice little mm-hmm. camo paint job. Threw it back in the box, took it back the next day. <laughs> that was a long time. They probably ago. thought it was part of the decal. Yeah, well. But uh, yeah, so shovels out of the shop. Um, I built a walnut box, memory box today. It was my first time doing it. Um, and, you know, I used all the little, I was going to do dovetails and I was going to do this. But uh, when I thought about it, I didn't really have the time to mess around getting everything set up. So I did miter corners and then um, obviously a slot for the bottom that you know slides in. And when you glued it together, it was in place. Um, the top is incorporated into the box. I'll be cutting the top off um, once it's dry. Um, but it's continuous grain around the entire box. And uh, it's once Odie's hits it, it's going to be beautiful. Um, it's supposed to be due tomorrow, but the hinges I ordered from Rockler are a couple of days late. Um, and they'll be arriving the 17th. So I'm kind of working with a customer now, trying to figure out a good time to drop that off and still incorporate it as a gift because it's a gift for graduation. Um, So uh, it sucks that it's going to be late, but at least I'm able to put the right hinges on there versus throwing something on there just to get it out the door. I want it still to look good. So... Um, what else? We have two stove toppers. They both need to be, oh, there's Nick, um, to be engraved. That's what I was setting up tonight, designing once I came in. Um, I'll be engraving those tomorrow along with a, uh, a coin, it needs a coin rack for um, <clears throat> the Gold Star families. Um, they'll be at least holding 80 coins. So I, uh, it's about uh, three feet long and about two feet high. And uh, there's going to be a nine-inch insignia for the Gold Star mothers, families in the center. And uh, 
yeah, so that should be completed by the end of the week as well. And then I have three mallets I need to do again. They just ordered three more. I have I just orders after orders coming in, man. It just seems like it's never ending sometimes. Uh, but those mallets are money. <laughs> so Yeah, well you, you knock all of them out so fast. I mean, it's just that production line that you have going on. You do all well, your you make one. Yeah, do all your similar cuts and next thing you know you're you know, you're in business. See, I was smart. This last time where I had to do nine, I actually made thirteen. So, what? so have, you made extra just in case. Well, I knew they were coming because every time they come and they're like, "Oh yeah, we, we're gonna have more." I never make more. I just always like, "Okay, I'll wait until they." Because I don't know if they're actually gonna come back. But the fact they've ordered already what thirteen, fourteen mallets for me, I knew they were coming back. So I already cut the mallet heads. They're rough shaped. They're not like ready to go, but. They're close enough where, I mean, I don't have to take a slab and cut it down and do all, you know, the things I normally have to do prior. So I should help. And uh, the handles, I I do need to get some more cherry for the handles. I am fresh out. Okay. Well, cherry wood's uh, pretty cheap down here. Should uh, take it for you. $3 and I think it's like $3 and 50 cents a board foot for uh, for, uh, four quarter rough sawn. And it's it's, yeah, it's pretty too. It's not all it's not all naughty, but I like it naughty uh, sometimes. Oh yeah, you know that rough naughty naughty wood. Anyway, we're not gonna go down that road. Um, that's pretty much what I got going on in my shop. I have some other stuff, but I think we're gonna talk about issues in the shop later on, and I'll save that for the end of the episode. So, man, to fill AJ's spot in uh, saying this, I don't want to know. The world wants to know what is going on in your shop. Oh, well, there's plenty going on in my shop. So uh, the past week, since the 50th, the big 5-0, I've had a lot to do. A lot of orders came in for just a bunch of different things. So today I knocked out three carved out flags that are just on, uh, it's on cherry wood, but it's uh, essentially one by 12 cherry. Uh, and they're about 22 inches long. And then, mm-hmm. you know, with custom engravings and all that, uh, I have a coin rack to do tomorrow. I have the wood planed up and, and uh, glued. I did the glue up to, uh, last night. Uh, I'm, also, I'm also working on a three-foot curly maple and walnut flag. Nice. Which uh, is it's running right now on my machine. I'm watching it on my, my monitor here because I have my camera going. Fancy. But... So it, it went together super easy. This flag did. Um, yeah. I, you know, the people are saying that the lumber is getting super expensive and whatnot. But I mean, I agree in some aspects, but other aspects of it, like if you go to an actual lumber, like a lumber supplier, you're going to get mm-hmm. a better price. So I've been going to a place called Dakota Hardwoods down here. And I think I, yesterday, after I got off work, I I went I, I shot up there and I I spent one hundred twenty five dollars. I got two uh, ten foot uh, planks of cherry that were four quarter that were like almost thirteen inches wide, oh, and wow. I got two that were close to nine inches wide uh, that were ten footers, and then I got a uh, an eight footer uh, four quarter 
six inches wide. I got that one from, uh, that was maple. I got that. And then I also got a 10 footer that was eight inches wide of, uh, a four quarter, uh, walnut all for $125. That's a steal, man. You sure you didn't rob them? No, I, <laughs> I think for all the wood you got. Well, they do a military discount on top of that, of everything. So the prices are great. I, I can't, I, I, w- I would buy more if I could, but I don't have any room for it. So I, I had to, um, I knew I was going to use this stuff immediately. So it wasn't like it was going to sit and just collect dust, but I got to tell you what, man, I have off cuts coming out my, my, my rear end. They're like yeah. unusable dimensions for me. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I just got them stacked up in the shot. Like all these scraps, I'm going to have like a giant burn, like a, uh, uh, a fire in the backyard or something like that, a bonfire sometime. Can you make like any kind of cardboard or anything out of them real quick? No, man, something they're, they're just all weird. Heads. It's all like from like the CNC cutting out. Um, ah, okay. Yeah. So it's like really odd, weird shapes and they're just stacking up now. So I got to figure something out with that. For a while there, I was doing a bunch of rounds for like, I don't know, coin holders for like cutting boards and I, I cut out all the squares in the corners with the leftovers. Yeah. And I am trying to figure a way I could piece them all together to like this massive cutting board with just like all the cutoffs. I, I don't know. I, I'd rather just burn them and get them out of the way. <laughs> I know it's kind of a waste, but. I, I, I get it, man. I've done the same thing. But I mean, like I have like if it was like one or two projects, but it's out of like, I don't know, like, I don't know, maybe 10. So I have like. 40 pieces of where I could piece together and make a mosaic of some sort. Yeah. And uh, for a cutting board, because, well, it's all thick, you know, three quarters or higher. So I don't know. We'll see. But man, you got a lot going on in your shop. Uh, I also have a, a box. That I did a finger joint box this past week. That's right. You did. I'm still working on it. Um, it's just so damn, excuse me, so massive that I had to get a start on it early because I have to line it. I got to put, I still have to put the top and the bottom on it and then saw the lid off, uh, get the hardware mounted. I have to laser etch the top, um, you know, line it with some black felt and put trays in it. So it's going to be, yeah. and then I got to finish it cause it's, it's all cherry wood and walnuts, but, uh, it's, and it's starting out good and for the pictures you sent me. It looks solid. Yeah. It's, it was actually pretty easy to put together. I used the micro jig or excuse me, the Incra, uh, I box jig for that. Mm-hmm. And that was actually really easy to use. I use it with the dado stack, a half inch dado stack on my, my, my table saw messy, but it was easy. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Oh, I almost forgot. Uh, nap from, uh, Mike nap from naps, naughty works came over mm-hmm. and, uh, he helped me hook up my rotary tool for the uh, the sixty watt CO two laser. Um, oh yeah. So now that he he has that, he showed me how to work that and get it all hooked up. There's a lot, man. There's it's confusing, <laughs> but <laughs> now that I have all that hooked up, I started making like tests on tumblers and glass and stuff like that. So I think if you look on the Instagram page, you can see you can see our t- our Yeti tumbler with our logo on it. And we're gonna we're, I'm gonna start turning some of those out and listing them on on our Etsy page. So yeah, the one you did turned out uh great, man. Like, uh, I think it's gonna be, I want one for sure. That's all I got going on in my shop, man. Anything else going on in your shop or are we done with the shop shop talk? 
Um, I mean, I guess I can mention the, uh, that one coin holder I did, the medical army medical coin holder I uh, gave out. I don't know, like a couple of days ago. I was pretty proud of that one. Um, they wanted a very particular color, and I could not find the stain for the life of me. So, um, I I was rattling my head, wondering how I'm gonna come up with this. So I took some acrylic paint and I sat down and I mixed it to the closest color I get to what they were looking for. Watered it down. I threw it on the wood and let it sit for a minute and wiped it off. Stained the wood just fine. That's the color I got from it. So I was very happy of how it turned out. Um, it's not really your classic stain. I would say it was a water-based stain. Okay. <laughs> but it worked. So I can't complain. But that's about it, man. Like, uh, Other than some of the issues we'll talk about later, I don't have much uh, going on other than that. Um, I do got to purchase myself some more um, Orca abrasives and some more Merca Abernet. I just bought um, some today. Well, I bought Orca today. I just placed an order. Yeah, move your mic a little, man, so I can see your face. Oh, sorry. Right. Well, was- no, maybe not. Move it back. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, but uh, yeah, man, um, I'm running low on sandpaper. Um, I realized it quickly because a lot of stuff I've been working with has been epoxy and like just stuff that kind of gums up the sandpaper a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I need some high quality sandpaper back in my life. And um, when it comes to, you know, high quality, you can't beat the Merca Abernet and, you know, their products. Um, I'm still kind of dabbing into it a little bit. But uh, and then Orca has these little sanding blocks that he hasn't released yet. He let us demo. And uh, I had some, you know, hints for uh, him to better uh, his product. And uh, one of the things I mentioned to him is a different color because the ones he gave us are like that grayish black. The green? And, uh, oh, no, the, the uh, blocks, the blocks. Okay. The blocks. And I love the blocks. I use them like all weekend. And uh, I said, make them a bright color because I'd put it down and it just like blend in with everything. So much like, like me- his... Uh, Turns into a measuring right. tape as soon as you lay it down. Just yeah, disappears. Nothing worse than a dark color measuring tape, and that's all I have. Um, I've been really tempted to actually spray paint my tape measures like fluorescent colors, just so I can find them. I mean, you could always dip them in radioactive material and they'll glow. Oh, you mean the pond out back? Yeah, I'm a base. So I, I went on, I went on Merca or National Abrasives website today. Yeah, I was like. I need to get some Abernet, but I don't know what to get because I, I have a, I only had like a couple pads, but I don't know how abrasive, like, I don't know how, how, how rough the, the, the lower, uh, excuse me, or the higher grits are. So I'm, I'm using traditional sanding, sanding discs right now, but the mm-hmm. net was the netting. I, I think I used was an 80 grit net. When I, they came oh. with my sander, and I used that to mm-hmm. take down the uh, the corners on that box joint jig that I made to make the everything flush, or at least uh, you know make the corners to a point yeah. instead of all bumply bumply with all the the fingers sticking out. Um, mm-hmm. That did phenomenal job. I got all four corners done before that that pad went kaputs, but um, and it it worked fast too, man. Yeah, man, high quality sandpaper you cannot beat like. 
we both use stuff from Amazon where you sit there and you're like grinding at whatever you're trying to sand and it's hours and you know, you have to change pads out like it's crazy because well, it just doesn't last. But the Abernet, man, I tell you, like I used, uh, it was 120. I used, was using 120. I got done. It felt like it was 220 from the other sandpaper. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I'm worried about. It was like, I don't, I, I, I wonder if there's a sample pack where I can buy to, to sample all the, the nets because I last thing I want to do is get something that's super high grit and then it be like super abrasive on something. And then, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely sure they actually uh, do. I'm actually looking at it now. Um, because I know, so like sandpaper's not cheap either, <laughs> you know? I no. Can, I can't just no, go drop a couple hundred bucks on sandpaper and be like, oh, I'm good, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I could. I, I, I probably could, but I'm cheap. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, man. Like, you gotta, you have to be cheap. You gotta be smart, especially in today's market. I mean, like, it, everything seems like every, since COVID hit, everyone's doing stuff. You know what I'm saying? They're all out there. They're all, everyone's trying to uh, get a hobby, woodwork, or what have you. It kind of hurt us in a way because, well, it's good that people are getting out doing stuff. But and then again, you know, it's making prices drive up or you can't get a hold of certain tools or what have you. So, yeah, that's, speaking of that, I was looking for a Festool track saw and apparently you, you can't, know, still? well, you can't get, you can't get festival stuff now uh that's very few and far between places uh lawrence lawrence or yeah lawrence tom he he pointed me in the direction of a guy he uses in the end i ended up just cheaping out and i got the makita so (laughs) i know some people are like cheaping out no but but i got the makita because it uh it's it's probably one of the closest competitors to the festival track saw unless i Unless you want to talk about Muffel or whatever they're called, you ever heard of them? Um, yeah, I haven't. I like my my kid. I, it works, man. Like honestly, I can't. I, I'm curious of what you think I, when you start using yours and uh, you can compare and contrast a little bit more. I like to know what you think because mine works perfectly. I have no issues. I had some issues in the beginning, but they were self induced. Well, you got two, um, right? You had two. <laughs> yeah. So, um. That worked in my favor. I ordered one and two showed up. I asked Amazon and they're like, are you willing to send it back uh, on you? I'm like, no, I'm not paying to send it back. And they're like, okay, well, we're not going to pay. So it's yours. Are you serious? And uh, Yeah. And I, uh, I gave it to um, Petrie's workshop. Uh, he bought it for me. Oh, so, so you made a hundred percent profit on that one. No, I sold it to him for a uh, reduced price because A, I got it for free and B, like, uh, you know, good friend trying to hook him up. He was looking for one at the same time. He gave me some cherry. Actually, <laughs> it worked out in my favor because I sold it to him. And the cherry that he gave me is a cherry I've been using for the handles for the mallets. So I never had to buy cherry for those mallets until now the three that are coming up. Can you hear what's going on behind me? No. It's, my kids are upstairs right now, and it sounds like there's a pack of horses or elephants running across the the Serengeti of my second yeah. floor. Anyway, I got to go check on them here in a minute. But um, <laughs> so, I, you know, you're the second person or at least 
that I, I read about one other case of that today. Hold on. He's reining in the antelope that are playing across the field right now. Like a leopard. No, not a leopard. A cheetah. He's running across the Serengeti, prowling through the grass. He's going to tackle his uh, young ones and drag them to a safe location to put them to bed. I don't know. I have nothing else. Oh, he's back. He cleaned up. Sorry about that. My my kids, man. They're Leave it to them. You mean you, their kids? Leave, yeah. Well, I they they were like <laughs> they were occupied and everything was going great and next thing you know it's like they just released uh, all the ghosts out of the uh the containment unit from the Ghostbuster Central. It was like No, I haven't seen that movie the original in a long time. Well, you got to look it up, man. It's I think it's free on on YouTube. Oh no. I, I have it. I'll, I'll watch it. I have no trouble finding it. It's just uh, one of those things where I haven't watched. Just hasn't been, you know, like, hey, let's watch Ghostbusters. But um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, long story short, so you're the second case uh, that I heard where Amazon was like, I'm not paying for the shipping for this item to come back. Uh, keep it. And so I was reading on the laser forum for uh, Omni. Orion lasers, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And, or it's o- o- Orion Motor Company laser. I don't remember what it's called. That's the the laser brand that I have for the CO2. And uh, the lady, a lady was saying like, yeah, I ordered one and they delivered two. And I called Amazon and they said, we're not paying to have it shipped back. So you're welcome. <laughs> That's a, like a, $3,500 machine plus yeah. depending on which one she had. But I can't, I can't believe Amazon would just be like, yeah, no, don't worry about it. That's a lot of money, you know? Yeah. I was kind of surprised. I, I literally, when you said, because it was a gentleman, I was like, Hey, you know, are you sure this is, this is being recorded? <laughs> uh, I, I thought for sure in a couple of days, they'd reach out and be like, Hey, we need it back, but they never have. So what can you do? You could have kept the track and you could have married them together, had a longer track. So the thing is, is I, when I ordered the track saw, it came with a track and I bought a track. So when I got the second one, I got a track saw and a track cause it was a kit. So I would have had three tracks, 55 inch. And I just, when am I going to cut something that long? Well, I mean, so that's what? 165 inches, right? Yep, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, if you're making those conference tables or whatnot in my garage, yeah, in your garage, <laughs> where, where we can stand on the CNC and just you, can, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of track though. But I do need to get a longer track. Um, I like the 55 inch track, but because uh, with my experience is with a 55 inch track only, um, but it's been handy. But I realized that this kitchen table I'm building, I'm going to need a longer track because some of the things I want to do to this table that I'm not going to be able to do with, I don't know, maybe I could just buy a router bit to do it, but I want to do like the shark nose. And I think it's easier to do that with a track and then tilt the saw. Yeah. A little bit more control. Um, You know, you got a straight cut. You don't really have to worry too much about it. Um, you see, it's funny. To, you you want to take one pass though, instead of doing multiple, multiple. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want a long track and I need a shorter track, like a 33, 36 inch, um, maybe 24 ish, something around that, you know, size, just because like, there's a lot of times I'm not cutting 
<laughs> a 55 inch piece. I, something a little smaller would be nice, especially for like slabs and stuff like that. That's what she said. Oh, pfft. anyway. Hey, oh, by the way, so did you put makerism on one of the t shirts? Oh, oh. I can't see it. Oh, you're wearing it. The maker, hashtag makerism. Nice. I'm going to start putting things on cups. I think we should do a poll on what theme from our podcast should be on the cups on the other side of the, the logo. So yeah, that's a good idea. I think I think I want to do that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> we can come up with a list. If you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Just shoot us an email or hit us up on the, the Instagram DMs if you have any, you know, wild ideas from our previous podcast conversations yeah i can't even remember what i had for dinner tonight so i don't even know what happened last week you're lucky i'm here (laughs) yeah anyway we've got some questions don't we we do let me flip over my handy dandy notebook sheet here and uh okay first of all these questions were submitted for our uh podcast our 50th episode and we apologize, but, uh, you know, having a guest, sometimes we go long when it comes to talking about, you know, their background, what's going on. And um, when we get questions, we try to play them that episode. But if we don't, we'll play them for the next episode. That being said, Kumo uh, wrote in and he, uh, or not wrote in, voicemailed in, and he left us this little gem. Good evening, gents. So, first of all, congratulations on your 50th episode. You guys have killed it episode after episode it's all been awesome like great information lots of laughs and yeah honestly like i really hope you guys just keep it going keep up the great work and yeah keep making some more sawdust so question what is your favorite wood combination like for example like Walnut and canary, walnut and purple heart, stuff like that. Of um, wenge and red heart. Go. I'm gonna let you roll first. Favorite wood combination. I haven't worked with this wood, but zebra wood. I really like to get my hands on some and uh, work with that. I think it would go really good with some walnut. But the stuff I have worked with, hmm, I I like the way that walnut and cherry look together. It's one of my favorites. It's one of those things where like. It doesn't go with every project, but it goes with most. Adding some Paduke or some Purple Heart with it, I, I, it's a hard question. Yeah, easy it's question. Just, not, no, not really, because it depends. If I'm doing cutting boards, it's kind of it goes depends on how I'm doing them. If I'm doing a project, what what do you think looks more aesthetically pleasing overall? Like as a on the whole, I like walnut on walnut. Um, <laughs> walnut on walnut. Spalted maple with um, some walnut, I think, is like by far my favorite. I was saying earlier, some zebra wood or walnut would be amazing, but I've not worked with zebra wood, and I don't know that falls within the bounds of the question. I agree, walnut is king, per se. But so uh, I have this combination that I use on some of my flags, and it's walnut and curly maple, and or quilted maple. I'm not too much of a fan of the bird's eye, but the uh, quilted maple and curly maple with walnut. If you can find curly walnut and combine that with curly maple, bro, that's one of the things that just kind of gets y'all riled up and hot and heavy about. I'm, nothing I'm, like those. I'm nothing a, like those curls, man. It's you know it's hard to find 
uh, curly walnut dough. It's not. It's not something that you're gonna see unless you go to like an like a super high end exotic lumber place. They'll carry it normally, but um, that's where I'm at. Curly on curly, the walnuts and the maple. That that contrast is just beautiful. And then you know, when the light hits it with the iridescence. It's just uh, it's pretty amazing. It's an amazing thing. <laughs> you want to talk about um, walnut when light hits it? Um, there's a project up and coming. It's a wedding, a union piece. It's basically they're going to use it at the when they're saying the vows. They're going to put it together. It's going to be a heart. That's a puzzle piece. Each piece is a puzzle. They're going to have each of their names on it, and it's going to come together. It's going to be middle walnut. Their um, names are going to be carved into it. And they were curious because they really like the color orange. Hear me out. They really like the color orange, and they wanted to see what the orange would look like on the walnut. So I took a piece of scrap, and I painted a little bit of orange on the walnut. It hurt me a little bit, but I did it. they decided to go with just the carve and not the paint. But when he go, he was looking at the piece I was doing. He goes, I want something a little bit more character. I'm like, hey, man, this has a lot of character. You just can't see it because there's no oil on it. He's like, well, put some oil on it. What are you going to use? I'm like, I'm going to use Odie's oil. I put some Odie's on there and I did a side-to-side comparison. And he's like, that's whatever you just used needs to be on my piece. A hundred percent. Because it had some curl in it. And it like had the green and a little purple and like it just that little scrap piece turned into like an entire piece on its own. Um, maybe I'll post about it on our page so you guys can see what I'm talking about. I can't believe you painted walnut. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna get for that. But. You're you're fired. I'm fired. <laughs> All right, now there's only one, one left. Well, I've painted walnut before, but usually it was just for like letters and stuff like that that were in the wood that you yeah, engraved in that the wood but yeah. not like the act to, to conceal the grain or anything like that so yeah uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't agree to that myself it was just uh they wanted to see the contrast in comparison between uh non and with the paint so I think that wraps that question up pretty good thanks Kumo you the man yeah Kumo's actually a Patreon and we thank him for joining us because he's one of the first ones to sign up so um, if you haven't checked him out, you need to. He's doing some amazing work himself. His work has come a long way in the past Very six months. So. This dude yeah. is cranking out some super nice stuff now. And I, I mean, just going back, scrolling back through the messages and stuff or through his Instagram, check it out. It's mm-hmm. really worth a, worth a follow on the Instagram. 100%. That's at Kumo's workshop. Uh, it would be in our mentions. We'll be getting those as well. The second V-mail that we got was from Wooden Whiskers Trading Company. What's up, fellas? Tyler here, Wooden Whiskers Trading Co. Big congratulations. Super awesome accomplishment. 50th episode of the podcast. Many more to come. Really enjoyed getting to know you guys, being on the podcast, listening to the podcast. I uh, look forward to many more good laughs, great knowledge, and never know what's to come. But quick question for the podcast this week. Super awesome to see Morgan with you guys. Uh, and on that topic, what is your most used jig in your shop? Is it a table saw jig, maybe a jig for your router table, 
Uh, could it be a jig for drilling holes? I also wanted to know if you had any uh, jigs with the micro jig match fit system. It's something I'm looking into. I actually want to make a cross-cut jig or a sled for the table saw. So I was just curious your thoughts on that and uh, look forward to hearing from you. A big congratulations on the 50th episode again and uh, see you on the live. Take care, guys. Hmm, Tyler, good question. Um, what do you, th- I don't know, My, I guess my most used jig is the gripper. That's not really a, a jig though, is it? Uh, it kind of, because it, it does more than one thing. I mean, you can use it on the bandsaw, you can use it. Uh, let's not count that. That's more of like a push block or a push stick. Let's let's stick to things with jig in the name. <laughs> like a box joint jig or a tapering jig or an Irish jig, whichever. I do that on my table saw quite often, actually. Yeah. What do you say there, Josh? Um, hmm, The most used in my shop. Well... It's kind of it depends on what project I'm doing. <laughs> Besides the mallets being um, more than once, it's been like 12 times, but I don't make a lot of the same stuff over and over. So let's do my crosscut jig. The first crosscut jig that I ever did, um, basically it was the plain Jane. You know, there was nothing fancy, no place for clamps or anything like that. I used it all the time, but when I got rid of my last table saw, I actually gave it to the person. That way they could just go right into using and utilizing that saw the way, you know, supposed to be. I have not made a new one for my current table saw. I've been kind of using my compass system, my miter gauge from um, Harvey for a lot of the stuff I've been needing normal crosscut sled for, but I'm missing a sled. It needs to be made in the shop. And with that, as far as the micro system being in my shop... Um, I have my drill press table is micro jig match fit system. My outfit table is the one side is permanently fixed. And then the top is a, where the dog holes are. I have it set up so I can put in a, a sheet down there and it works in conjunction with a side on side panel. I have a taper jig, straight edge jig and a jig to hold the clamps that hang on my wall. So as you can uh, tell, I love that system. I use it all over my shop and I highly suggest making any kind of jig with it because beyond versatile, you don't even have to use the clamps. You can, they have the little um, jigs, the little stop blocks there um, that go into the um, dovetail and you can attach it to a block or something, use it for a stop block or you can uh, attach it to a straight edge and have two of them and you can basically you know do anything you want you can make any kind of cut with it you can it's so versatile you literally if you made a square that goes onto your table saw with their jig system you can make anything happen with that one little square you can just do everything with a jig Mm. what's your take so recently i've used the tapering jig from rockler um I've used the uh, what you what you would call it the uh, iBox jig from Ankra. Uh, I love them both, but I miss my my sled, my table saw sled. Unfortunately, I I mean I I fortunately I I sold it with my table saw. It doesn't go with my new table saw. It wasn't big enough, so uh, I have to build another one. But the one I built had cutting board to go into the miter slot or not the miter slot. What do you call it? The 
the track T? on the the t, the t, whatever track on t-track. the t-track. it's not t-track. a t track on the table saw is it it's the uh, oh um the miter miter track miter track whatever it is it, i had uh, i had ripped up um cutting board like a plastic one and i used that as the to go in the slots uh mm-hmm. and then i um countersink the holes that i drilled in it double uh three quarter inch plywood for the base um i had grooves in the surface for uh t-track and i had some t-track clamps in there and then i had also had a t-track clamp on the on the back fence where i could have my uh my stop block all that stuff it was a removable stop block all in all i think i spent a hundred bones on it maybe a little more it was definitely a game changer when i made it i do miss it i remember when you made that and it wasn't that long ago it was before you moved obviously um it was like december i think yeah um because when you first made it you sent me a picture and i'm like because like i said mine the one i made had nothing in it i routed some uh dovetails in there so i could utilize the um the micro jig system in it but um that was it we had one one dovetail from the east side and that's it and i saw yours and i'm like i got up my game i just never did with that yeah uh, particular saw like if that if anything i ever made to help myself like mm-hmm. could compare that was probably the the, the bad the most badass thing that i ever made so uh, for as far as jigs go, I mean, I had a spline jig and all that other stuff I made, but that's super simple, quick and easy, you know. Um, yeah, I have to make myself one of those now. I got an, uh, a nice fence I can utilize. I can, I got to make one of those. There's a couple of jigs I need to sit down and make. I think that about answers that. I don't. I don't really have any experience with the other uh, the other tools from Micro Jig that uh, Tyler spoke of. However, Tyler. If you have that, please let us know how it is because we'd love to know. Thanks, Tyler. Yeah, actually, thank you uh, to both of them. Uh, they, they wrote in on the 50th episode, and uh, we're sorry we didn't get those questions there um, on that episode. But. Yeah, Morgan Hop is a very busy man, let me tell you. He had us on a short time. No, I'm playing. He, he was, nah, he, he's so laid back and chill, man. He That dude is awesome. He'd, he'd be fun to hang out with. Not in a weird way. Not in a weird way. Um, so, topic of the day. Um, I think we agreed on issues in the shop. Uh, what? I want to hear more about that issue that your order got canceled. Say oh, my what? God. It, okay. So, some of you know, because I mentioned it here and there. Um, I ordered another laser. Um, I might have a problem. Pew-pew. But, uh, no. Um, I was scrolling through Marketplace, you know, like we do. And a 30 watt laser diode came up and it was like 200 something. And I'm like, that's very cheap for a 30 watt. So I, and it was much it's smaller and I could definitely utilize it in the shop. So I'm like, Oh, bye. And I told my wife and I slept outside the next day. Anyway. Um, no, uh, I bought it and everything's going good. I'm expecting to see, Hey, this item has shipped, uh, because it said free shipping. So I was excited about that. Um, Instead, I got a cancel cancelization notice. Where'd you buy it? eBay? No, Marketplace. Oh, so it was used? Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, uh, nothing, no t- no message, no, hey, this or that from the seller. And I'm like, oh, no, that could happen. So I messaged him. I said, hey, um, what's the deal here? 
uh, can ask why you canceled the order. It's been like a couple of days and you took my money. Um, I have to make sure I got that back by the way. And, uh, they're like, well, it's been, it was pending before you bought it. It was supposed to be local, uh, and not shipped. Um, we hit the wrong setting and I'm like, I didn't answer them back because I was afraid if I answered them back, my message would have been very lengthy and, um, not professional. Um, because I was really looking forward to having a 30 watt laser in the shop. Um, I could do two mallets at the same time versus one. And the one would have been extremely like quite a bit faster than my uh, 10 watt. And uh, yeah, now that's not a thing. So, um, oh, well, miss opportunity, I guess. Well, I had that happen. But never on Facebook market. I typically don't order anything on Facebook market that has to get shipped. You know what I mean? It's just too much yeah. of a hassle, and people are so not trustworthy. <laughs> True. I, I'll i do it on eBay, though, but eBay holds people accountable financially. If you pay through PayPal, you're financially backed and all that stuff. So, Well, I'm getting back my uh, money. It literally said in the email, you know, you should receive your uh, money returned to you. And, uh, was Checks in the mail. Days? Yeah, Checks pretty much. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, it's, it's Thanks. all good, man. Beware, if you order a diode laser that's used from somebody anywhere, doesn't matter if it's Facebook, OfferUp, whatever, and they ship it, it better be in one of those electromagnetic bags. Yep. Uh, because, or at least the, the driver box that I, if, if it's not, then you get that laser and it's just like, a, it, you know, throughout the postal system and all that stuff, they use like magnetized equipment or whatnot and it just jacks it all up so just keep in mind um if you're ordering from a third party please make sure you know that they they ship properly otherwise you're gonna get stuck with a hunk of junk the more you know here's your public service announcement (laughs) oh i gotta tell you man so i was planing some wood last night and this isn't a a problem i guess it's not it could have been a problem if i was cutting something but (laughs) My garage door's open. I'm planting wood. It's like 7.30 at in the evening. And I've got a bunch of boards I'm just I'm going through, right? So I got my mm-hmm. my Isotunes Pros on, you know, the those sweet ear pros. You can't hear anything unless whatever you're listening to. Uh that's like cause they're Bluetooth. And I hear a scream behind me. And I thought it was one of my kids. It wasn't. It was the neighbors from like around the block. I guess they walk their dog and they see me out there woodworking all the time. And they come up and wanted to know how much it would cost for me to build them a dog house. So I'm like, I sh- obviously I shut the planter down and I'm like, what's going on guys? You know, sorry. You kind of scared me there. I wasn't paying attention to the back of my, of me, you know? Yeah. So they're supposed to text me today with dimensions, but I don't really, I, it's not something I super expect them to be like, yeah, let me shoot this guy, those dimensions and see what, how much that dog house is going to be. Well, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. You got to do some dovetails. <laughs> no, I asked her, I, I asked the lady, I was like, do you, well, so she didn't speak any English, but her son did. So I was talking to her, but he was interpreting. I'm like, do you want nice wood, like cherry wood or, or, or like, you know, I was actually, I was thinking about all, offering her something that would stand up outside maybe some cedar mm-hmm. or uh who knows you know like the uh what's the what's that wood for decks that people love 
that's uh, waterproof. Oh, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. I forget what it's called. Anyway, I was thinking about offering that, but she's like, no, no, cheap, cheap, cheap. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, construction lumber is expensive now, so. Yeah, there's no cheap. There's no cheap at Home Depot, I'll tell you that. There's cheap. You go to the job site, you pick up a few pick up a few sticks at each job site mm-hmm. you go to. Pretty soon you got a full load and you didn't pay for it. Then that's cheap. Don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> I build my cutting boards out of out of two by fours that I plane and rip down. Oh yeah, that's that's how I started, man. Do you make cutting boards out of two by fours? No. Dude. You know how like that would last maybe like maybe a couple cuts of on the knife and then you'd like breach the. Outer well, it depends. Side. If you did Ed grain and you did like a, a butcher block style, I don't know, man. That's it's so soft. It's such soft wood, though. I know. But um, pickle blocks every no, time it gets So done. it might work if you pour some total boat epoxy on top of it and let it. Boom. Yeah, there, there you go. go. You're you welcome, a- total boat. We're giving people ideas now. They're going to go out to their local construction, like houses being You're built. not doing that. We don't. Nope. Don't, do not do that. Don't do that. That's Stop not. It. You're not allowed to do that. That's illegal. You know what illegal means, right? It's just a sick bird. Oh man! What else going on, man? What's grinding your gears? Grinding. Well, to tell you that marketplace BS did. Um, I was not happy with that. Um, well, prices of lumber. We are, we talk about that almost every episode, but every time I go in there, it seems like it rises. I went to buy a board, spent at least like twelve bucks, and it was a board that usually cost me three dollars. So a board of what? That's fun. Pine? It was up. Uh, it was just pine. Yeah, nothing too crazy. So if you're in the if you're a maker and you're in the community, you're in the maker community. Um, I know a lot of us, especially when we're first starting out, we have a lot of questions about techniques and and different ways to get stuff done. Woodworking techniques. Woodworking techniques or making techniques. Um, and a lot of people like to reach out to some of the more seasoned veterans of the maker community. But uh, there's this this whole thing going on now. It's uh, it's called the Maker Community Project. And if you go check out Veteran Woodco's Instagram page and go into his link tree, um, you can find uh, some T-shirts. Uh, the T-shirts I bought was I think it was like 30 bucks but it's uh mm-hmm. it's for the maker community project the reason this is how it works right it, uh say you you message me or you message Mike from from Veteran Woodco or even Josh and you have and you want to get walked through or talked through something whether it be a vector file or or how a technique on how to do something um I mean, typically we don't charge anyway. I mean, Mike might, but typically I don't charge people. But what I've been telling people is like, hey, look, I'll tell you how to do this. I'll show you how to do this. And this is what Mike does. And I'm sure Josh is on board with doing this. Um, You don't got to pay us. But in order to, you know, pay it forward, I guess, is after we show you how to do this specific thing, go buy a T-shirt from the maker community project. And what that does is that funnels money towards a charity that helps, uh, disabled woodworkers and disabled makers, um, either get safety equipment or get better equipment. So they're not hurting themselves. Um, there's, 
If you go back and listen to the episode we had Mike from Veteran Woodco on here, he'll explain the whole thing. I, do we have a link on there to his uh, to the to the page or to his his? Uh... Um, I don't know. I I could definitely take a look, and if we don't, we can we can set that up. But it, it's such a it's such a darn good idea that I mean we're all here to learn and grow. Well, we're all here to learn and grow, regardless of skill level. Um, it, you know, some of the best guys in the world aren't the best at everything. So they, you know, how do you learn? You either a trial and error. Or B, have somebody teach you. And all about teaching, all about, you know, paying it forward. And because a lot of people like, like you know, Josh and Mike, and they mentored me as well when I needed stuff, uh, some information or a technique. Goes both ways, man. But uh, oh. <laughs> immediately I went out and bought this T-shirt because, you know what, I owed it. I owed it forward. Absolutely. And uh, if you go into Mike's link tree and click on the store, you go to the t-shirt section. You're going to go to the very last page. It's the last shirt there. And uh, it is $30. You go ahead and purchase that. All proceeds will go to the project. Um, we do not have that in our link tree, but we definitely can add it. We just have to uh, you know, work that out with Mike a little bit so we can uh, you know, add that for your convenience. And uh, 100% agree. If you feel like you need to pay it forward, there's multiple ways you can do that. You can go ahead and support the maker community. You can go ahead and join our Patreon, or you can go on our Etsy store, which is the Solidest Nation Pod Shop. And there you can buy shirts from us or for the podcast as well. Yeah. So, I think it's Sawdust Nation Pod Shop, is it? You created it. You should know. <laughs> um, We should probably add our stuff on there too. That way they can find all of our stuff in one stop. Uh, basically, all the proceeds that we're doing, it's not going to a charity unless you call Nick a charity. Um, it goes to basically the podcast itself. So any kind of <clears throat> payment we get from the Patreon or from shirts or whatnot, it goes into a fund. We use it to pay you know, the bills for the podcast and whatnot, giveaways. And we're hoping that we get enough to do a meet and greet sometime at the end of the year or beginning of next year when it's you know not winter. Or maybe we could just go down to Texas and visit Nick. But I know there's a lot of East Coast brethren and sisters that want to meet up and uh, hang out. So maybe we could pull Nick from the Deep South or somewhere in the middle. So, yeah, it is Sawdust Nation Pod Shop. I did come up with the name. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> it's all one word, though. Sawdust Nation Pod Shop. And, uh, yeah, we're going to put tumblers on there soon. So your ideas for the back of those tumblers, I need to know. What you want on them? I'm putting. Ju- that's what she said on at least one of those tumblers. By the way, so how about this? They don't get to choose, and when they order one, we just randomly generate a couple and we throw it on there. That's too much work. I want to make a whole bunch of them at one time. <laughs> I'm not going to do. I'm not going to make to order. I want to make like ten at a time. So we're going to come up with a whole bunch of different different uh, sawdust nation isms. But uh, yeah, sawdust nation. <laughs> Dustism. Um, ah, that's about it, man. I think uh, we start wrapping it up. We're going to hit us with the sponsors one more time. Yeah, I want to thank National Abrasives again. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for making this episode possible. Uh, you guys uh, pushing all that Merca gear, man. Holy cow. I got that six-inch sander from you guys. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> couldn't believe it. And I was hogging off a bunch of a bunch of material with that Abernet. But, um, yeah, I love it. Uh, I, I wish I had more 
more sandpaper that fit it right now. I'm waiting on an order to come in. I'm kind of stuck using my five incher now because uh, I don't have any any you know sanding cartridges. But but yeah, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for sponsoring this podcast. Um, also, want to give Total Boat a shout out. Thank you so much for supporting us for this past year, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, you know what? Um, we're gonna do all the promo codes in our. Uh, in our show notes. So I'm going to just skip that for right now. And then last but not least, JTEC Photonics. Thank you so much for supporting us for the past uh, six months. We love you. Um, anyway, give everybody a visit at uh, uh, com, and you'll see where you can find their stuff. Anyway, that was and with that, and with if you that, want to get... <laughs> If you want to get a hold of us for any reason, you can go ahead and contact Nick over there from MPG Creations at his Instagram page. At MPG Creations. Yep. Uh, and, <laughs> yep, that's awkward. And then myself, Josh, you know, at North Country Woodworking at North Country Woodworking. See, AJ was so just had a flow to this. Or you can reach both of us at uh, Sawdust Nation Podcast page or email at sawdustnationpodcast at gmail.com. Now, you could also join us on the patreon page where we reach out a little bit more and uh we do polls we send you guys on cut stuff we do some crazy stuff on there it's uh brand new so if you have ideas and you want to join go ahead check that out there is a link on our link tree for that and if you want to help us out for free you can go to apple Podcasts and you can rate us it looks like he's gonna swallow his mic five stars and you need to have five stars and if you don't my cat walnut which is not her name but is now um we'll find you meow so with that parting words there Dick. yeah shout out all the patreon folks thank you so much you guys are hooking it up um last but not least i want to let everybody know you can pick your friends you can pick your nose but you can't pick your friend's nose take care of yourselves and each other until next time. Sawdust Nation <laughs> podcast. You guys listen to the podcast. Go make some sawdust. And with that, Sawdust Nation out. We out. Oh, man. I thought you. No, so really, for you. Did you really think I was going to say about five inch or six inch? Or- no, I thought for sure you're going to be like, yeah, my six inch. And then I went to my five. I thought you're going to leave the sander out of it.